Welcome to Allower, this podcast in which I talk in a funny way and in an easy way about software. Today we're going to talk about Docker. What is Docker? Okay, Docker is a platform for creating, packing and distributing applications or software pieces using containers. Okay, this is like the strict definition about Docker taken from their documentation, but that doesn't make a lot of sense or it's abstract or it's a bit obscure. So let's try to explain it and divide into pieces to, to explain and to understand what all of that means. Okay, first of all, what is a container? Because, okay, we can understand what is creating and packing and distributing software, but using containers, what are containers? Okay, containers are like isolated environments that are also fixed, in which your application is run, okay? The advantages of it, or what it brings, like having an isolated uh, environment, is that you can configure that environment, that container, with everything you need for your app to run, uh, like libraries, dependencies, packages, whatever you need to install or to have, you have inside your container. And then you can forget about the host uh, operative system or the host machine or the environment in which your container is running because you don't care about it. You only have uh, to care about having a tool or a runtime or an engine to run the container. Every other thing outside your container, it's meaningless to your application because you only care about what's inside your container. And that is a good and a huge advantage because you can configure the container once and run uh, wherever you want. You can think of a container like a uh, virtual machine. Uh, probably a lot of you had some time run a virtual machine. Okay, if you remember, uh, a virtual machine is like, as its own name uh, says, a virtualized uh, operative system that runs inside another operative system. But the containers are uh, almost the same thing, but with one little difference. The virtual machines need a so-called hypervisor to run. That is uh, a technology to virtualize the virtual machine uh, to be able to run. The containers don't need that. The containers run directly to the core or to the kernel of the host operative system. And what means this? What allows uh, this? Okay, the applications are going to be smaller because they are they only need the minimal things uh, to run the, the container. Uh, and you're going to also be able to run more containers in a machine than the amount of uh, virtual machine that you would be able in that same machine because the containers run directly to the kernel and that uh, consumes less resources than uh, having an hypervisor that uh, runs the virtual machines. And also, since the containers doesn't need an hypervisor, you uh, could be able to run containers inside a virtual machine. Okay, for, for running virtual machines, inside virtual machines, uh, you needed uh, something that was called like nested virtualization and 
was not uh, was not um, trivial to to do in every uh, operative system. And even uh, sometimes your computer didn't uh, support that nested nested virtualization. But with containers, doesn't happen the same because. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are running inside a virtual machine or in a physical machine or whatever, you are going to run directly to the kernel. But okay, to be able to do this whole chain of processes from software or from, from code, sorry, from, from code to a container that is able to run or that is indeed running, there are some tools that are needed. And I'm trying to explain to you and to enumerate the tools that are needed for everything to, to, to run, to work. First of all, you will need something to build the images. Okay, that's called an image builder. So original, okay. This is a tool for generating files that are standard or that can be understood as images. Okay, for that you will need. Of course, a tool that is able to receive some instructions and produce a valid Docker image or a valid container image to be more standard. Second, but it's optional, uh, you will need or you may need a repository of images. It works the same way as a repository of code. It's a place where you can upload your images files to have different versions and to to reuse the files and to have um, somewhere else to download them and to run them. It's just a place to upload your images, okay? It's not mandatory, but it's really useful and you may need it. Third, we need an engine, a runtime to, to run the, the images, okay? You have uh, an image file, okay, you, that can produce a container, but you need some tool or something to run that container, to be able to interpret or to, to read that image file and to run a container. That's called a runtime. And fourth, and again, it's optional, if you're going to have many containers running at the same time, I'm not talking about two or three containers, but like... 10, 20, 100, I don't know, like a lot of containers, you may need a container orchestrator or a container manager, okay? And we're going to talk to, uh, about that at the end of the, of the podcast. Okay, natively, Docker offers all of this. Offers an image builder, a runtime, um, a repository of images, even a container manager or a container orchestrator. But Docker is open source and they created an initiative called Open Container Initiative in an attempt for creating a standard way of defining uh, containerized applications to define uh, image files and to define um, like a standard way of working with containers. Okay, that caused that other companies and other people had created tools for doing the same things that natively use, uh, natively offers Docker, but focused on each part. That means that instead of having one tool that does everything, you have specialized tools for each part of the process. And I think that's an interesting uh, thing to explore, and because probably they are going to be not better, but 
maybe as they are more focused in only one thing, probably they are going to have uh, advantages or uh, things done better than the the monolith, if you let me call that way, um, tool of Docker. Okay, but I'm going to talk about some of that uh, tools. Yeah, just if anyone wants to explore them and to use them. First of all, we have uh, some alternative for building the images for builders. Okay, one of the first tools are it's called Builder. Okay, Builder. It's a part or a sub tool of Podman. Podman is a again a tool made by Red Hat for managing and creating containers. Okay, and exactly the uh, creating containers part. It's called uh, Builder. And with Builder, you can create your own images and even take a Docker file and create uh, an image file. There is another tool called Canico, and that has been made by Google, if I remember well. And the same way as Builder, it's, it can, it's compatible with Docker files and you can take your already existing Docker files and use these tools to, to build your images. The good thing about those two tools is that they don't need a docker daemon or docker process to be run in the computer to build the images. And that's really cool because it allows you to build um, docker images inside docker containers without having to have docker in docker and uh, privileged containers and all of kind of things that are not um, so good. When it comes to runtimes or to for uh, running the images, Docker uses underneath a runtime called runc from run container. Okay, Red Hat again made its own uh, runtime and it's called crun because it's the same runtime as Docker uses but written entirely in C. That makes it really fast and faster than the, the Docker uh, runtime. It looks really good, but it's not ready for production. It's still in beta and testing. And some people are using it, but it's not ready for production. But it's a good uh, runtime run to, to watch and to, to see how it evolves. There are also other alternatives like uh, Container D or CRIO that are other runtimes that are uh, ready for production and even compatible with tools like Kubernetes and all of that. And talking about Kubernetes, let's finish talking about the container orchestrators or containers uh, managers. Uh, Docker offers a tool called Docker Swarm that is a container orchestrator, but I I don't know if it's better or not because I, I don't want to say that something is better than other thing because I don't have the knowledge to, to, to say if something is better or, or not, but I can say what I like better. And... I prefer, over Docker Swarm, I prefer Kubernetes. Kubernetes is a container manager that it's also made by Google. And it's really good. It's capable of doing a lot of things. And it's so big that I prefer doing a separate podcast only for talking about Kubernetes. And I think, yeah, that's going to be the next one. So... I hope you like this uh, podcast. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, please leave me a comment about what you think 
about what I talked about, about Docker, if you use it, if you already knew it, and if you know other tools for working with the chain of uh, things that needs to be done to building a container and running and everything, please share it with me. And I see you in the next podcast talking about Kubernetes. <laughs>